Before we get started, just give you some of the resources that we have for Living Spring. Um, we have online prayer uh, at 7 to 8, uh, Monday th- through Friday. So if you want to join us for an hour, we'd love to have you do that. We, uh, you, you just go online to livingspring.com, scroll down a little bit, it'll have the link there, and it'll be a Zoom call. Uh, so you don't have to turn on your, your uh, video, you can if you want, uh, most people do, but if you're like in your pajamas and you just want to pray, you can do that as well. If you want to email a pastor and just talk about whatever's on your heart or you have a question or whatever, you can go to pastors at livingspring.com and somebody will get back to you with that. If you want to get text alerts about what's going on at Living Spring, you can text uh, LSC to 31996 and you'll begin to get texts from me about what, what, what we're doing, some of my thoughts throughout the week. Uh, I won't bombard you with things. And then if you want to talk to a pastor, we have a new line that's set up just for that. And so you can call that number. For those of you who are listening just on the podcast and can't see the screen behind me, the number is 714-584-4144. And then, of course, those who are watching online, this is our Sunday AM Facebook Live. And then for those who listen to the podcast solely, you can join us on Facebook if you go to Living Spring Church at 1015. We'll start the service. And uh, then if you're just troubled and you need someone to pray for you, if you send an email to prayer at livingspring.com, it'll go to all of our, um, all of our email addresses. So uh, I'll leave that up for a little bit. You can write it down or take a screenshot with your phone. Um, so we are, uh, well, what I'm going to try and do this morning is combine two sections of Scripture. One is in the New Testament and one is in the Old Testament on fear. Because during these times, um, last week I talked about anxiety. It's a very similar subject. But during these times, it is um, essential that we root ourselves in the truth of God and in the truth of what um, uh, of how we respond to that, to just to get to know how, what's going on inside of me, and then what does the Word of God say? What does my Heavenly Father say about that? And so we're going to be talking about that this morning, and the section of Scripture we're going to start out with is in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 3, and what Paul's doing is he's writing, uh, uh, to, he wrote two letters that we know of to Timothy, and in both of them he's trying to tell Timothy, hang in there. <laughs> Hang in there. What you've been called to is something difficult. And I would just say as your pastor or as one of your pastors, if you listen to other pastors, um, I would suggest you don't do... No, I'm kidding. Um, But as a pastor, I would say hang in there. It's a different situation that we're in. And we all understand that. And it's hard. And it's probably going to get harder. And so Paul's writing to Timothy, and I think some of the things he says to Timothy are things that are applicable to you and I. And you you might be able to, you might say, hey, John, I'm not called to be a pastor. Timothy was called to be a pastor. No, but you're called to be a mom. You're called to be a dad. You're called to be uh, a family member, a church member, a community member. You're called to be, in a lot of cases, a leader. Uh, in these difficult times. And so I would say to you the same thing that Paul would say to Timothy, hang in there. So let's look at some of these verses and 
it, it also has some language in here that uh, just for those of you who attend Living Spring, that would be my language towards you as well, um, because I miss you guys a lot. You have no idea. Paul says this to Timothy, I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience the way my forefathers did as I constantly remember you in my prayers day and night. And please know that we are constantly, the leaders at Living Spring are constantly remembering you in their prayers. When we have the prayer, those, those prayer nights from 7 to 8 on Monday th uh, through Friday, uh, we're praying for you. We're praying for um, that God would meet you in a really real way. And then he says this, which is definitely my prayer, longing to see you, <laughs> longing to see you, even as I recall your tears so that I may be filled with joy. And again, just as a pastor, I long to see you guys again. We're going to be talking about this next week. I really encourage you to come back next week. I've got a, a message um, about what it's like to see each other and what, why that's so important. And then he says this to Timothy. For this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And again, the temptation for us oftentimes is to think to ourselves that Timothy or the pastor or the missionary has some special gift that you don't have, that they are somehow um, better or higher up the food chain. The Word of God does not support that theology. So I would encourage you, during this time of uncertainty, during this time where everything's changing and the world's probably not going to go back to the way it was right before this outbreak came on, kindle afresh the gift of God that is in you. What's the gift of God in you? Was there a time when you were, an inner, you were just intercessory prayer was your thing, and that's, that's died down a little bit. You used to get so fired up about, you know, praying for others. Was there a time when you, you would walk, walk into the church and your heart was just like about ready to burst because you're just ready to praise, and that is just your expression? Has that gone anywhere? During this time of uncertain, we have time to rekindle, to kindle afresh the gift of God that is within you. Maybe, maybe you're a teacher. You know the Word of God. And you teach little kids or you teach small groups or whatever. And, and your job is just suck the life out of you. And the way you're, you, know, you have a chapter, maybe you have kids. And it's like, I just don't have time to do that. Maybe now is the time to rekindle afresh that gift of God that is within you. Maybe it's reading the Word. Maybe you've gotten so used to this type of thing where someone's speaking at you that you're not having your word, the Word of God opened up and you're not seeking His face. Maybe it's your quiet time. You used to love spending time, but because of the hardship of life and all those things, it's, you've backed off. Maybe you're someone who's left the church because of Maybe something the church did. Maybe you went to college and you kind of started rethinking, like, what is this religion stuff all about? Maybe it's time during this time. And if you're listening to me, you're already taking a little bit of risk, right, to get online. Maybe it's time to rekindle afresh that gift of the church 
I know, I know that sometimes it's hard. I know that churches are notoriously hypocritical at times. But maybe God's calling you back. Maybe God's calling you back. And I tell you, and you say, well, John, that, that's scary. Like if, you know, I remember those times of prayer. I remember those, that time I used to be in the Word. I remember when I used to teach. And, and it's scary. And so Paul, Paul said, knows that's where we're going to go with that, right? And so here's what he says. For God has not given us the spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline, or some translations say self-control. He's not given us the spirit of timidity. Now listen, I completely understand that these are fearful times. I think you'd be crazy to think that everything's just great and, you know, it's all going to work out fine and all, all those things. It's, it's scary times right now. We don't know about our economy. We don't know about health. We don't know about what impact this is going to have long term. But that spirit of fear, that spirit of timidity isn't given to you by God. That comes from somewhere else. And so what we want to look to is the power, the spirit of power, love, and of self-discipline. And so what he says is, I don't, if, if I'm having the spirit of fear, it's not given to me by God. And so what do I need to do to, 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 to work through that? Because for some of you, you're in this new, this new reality. The kids are home, and you didn't expect them to be home. Or you're, you're working with your spouse uh, from home, and you didn't realize that she snaps her gum when she gets nervous. And so uh, you hear that in the other room, or what have you. And so uh, he goes on, and he says this, because if you're going to move from a spirit of not fear to a spirit of power, love, and discipline, it's going to mean you're going to take some risks. You might have to put some things in your life aside, or you might need to add some other things. And so he goes on, he says, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me as prisoner. And then this is just so phenomenal. He says, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. In other words, Paul in the Bible, never promise that everything's always going to be okay. The Bible knows that we are going to have problems. Jesus himself says this, in the world you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. So watch what he says next. He says, because we're going to get to Jesus, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was granted us in Christ Jesus, listen to this, from all eternity. What Paul is doing is saying this, one of the key ways to move past fear is to take your eyes off the current situation and place them on what Christ has done for us. That there is an eternal aspect to our soul. We all feel this innately. We know this. And so, so Paul ties it in with, hey, Timothy, Timothy, I know you're scared. That, that doesn't come from God, okay? It, 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 what comes from God is a spirit of power, love, and of sound mind or self-discipline. And so join with me in remembering those things, not according to our works. It's not like we're going to become perfect, but according to his own purpose and grace from all eternity. In other words, Timothy, what you're doing, and, 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 and again, what you're doing as a single mom, as a uh, trying to run your family, as trying to run your company during a time like this, is eternal stuff. And he knows it. And so it says, but now it has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 
how we handle this time is going to say more about our testimony, for those of you who are followers of Jesus, than anything you've ever said before. You might have the gospel message down. Jesus, we're all sinners. Jesus died on the cross. He died and was buried and rose again three days later. Accept him into your heart. Live forever. That, that's, that's the gospel. And it's the truth. But, but how we handle this in the coming weeks, how we defer, how we humble ourselves, how we're not running around in fear, I think has more of sharing the gospel than anything else. So how do we do that? Well, now I want to shift from the New Testament, which is Timothy, to the Old Testament with Joshua. And what had happened was Moses had led the people through the wilderness. Oh, oh, that reminds me. This week, uh, I think Moses is going to show up at, with a children's story on video. So um, be looking out for Moses. He's going to probably make an appearance. And he's going to be talking about the story of manna in the desert. So stay on our website so you can see that. And you can watch it with your kids. Really good Moses. Um, and so uh, Moses had brought him to the desert. And then he does this one thing where they all want water and he, he hits this rock out of frustration with his staff and it brings water and God's like, oh man, Moses, a bad choice. Uh, you're going to have to stay out of the promised land, but Joshua is going to bring them in. And so they have to cross the Jordan. Joshua has to cross the Jordan. And so it's, it's a really big deal. And what, Jesus, what God has to say to Joshua, I think, is uh, a great word for us as well. He says this, just as I've been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. And you say, John, I'm not Joshua. It doesn't matter. You could insert anybody here. God will not leave you uh, or forsake you. It's just not going to happen. And so he's, he's starting with this, and then he just says these words, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Listen, in the same way, if it, where we are now, you are entering a different land. You are entering a different chapter. Things aren't going to be the same. It's like post 9-11, where there's going to have to be a shift. And so... For now, just in the meantime, as you're crossing the Jordan into that, you might have all your kids at home. And you might be thinking to yourself, why did again did we have children? I can't remember why that is. You might be uh, stuck with your spouse and you're saying, what? That's right. I did say I do. Oh, man. So death do us part? Okay. Like you're in this new chapter. For some of you, work will never look the same. And you're just in this process of how many paychecks am I going to get before they lay me off? You're in a difficult, difficult time. And I would tell you the same thing God told Joshua. Be strong and courageous. For, for uh, um, It's going to work out. You're going to make it into this next season, even though it's difficult. And then he says this. So he says, be strong and courageous. And then he says, only be strong and very courageous. So he knows it's going to be difficult. We all know this is going to be difficult. So we say, well, how do we be strong and courageous? How do you just be strong? How, how do you just do that? Do you just do like an I dream a genie and like, hey, I'm strong and courageous now? Fortunately, God gives us the answer. Because it's not just like, oh, be strong. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. 
This is what he says. Be careful to do according to all the law which my Moses servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. I don't think that's a political statement, but maybe it is. I don't know. Do not turn to it from the, uh, uh, the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. Be careful to do what the Word of God says to do. In other words, I wonder if part of not being fearful is about where my attention is focused and what I'm putting into my mind, what I'm feeding my mind. Maybe if my mind is on things of God, eternal things, maybe that will do a lot to dispel my fears. He says this, he goes on because he's dead serious about this. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. What are you meditating on in, the, in this last week and in the weeks to come? What's, what is the thing that's feeding your mind? Maybe part of being strong and courageous is to change our appetites for what we're thinking about, what we're meditating on day and night, so that you be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have success. And then he says in the very next verse, just so Joshua, because sometimes men, you know, you could be talking to them and they're not paying attention. And so all of a sudden Joshua goes, uh, God says to Joshua, just one more time, Joshua, just one more time. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or to be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. I, I believe what he's telling Joshua is, look, you're going you're gonna to run into some stuff. You're going to have to lead these people. You're going to have to you know, figure out how you enter the promised land. You're going to have to cross the Jordan. You're going to have to do all these different things. There's going to be complications. And, but if you can set your mind on the things above and not the things that are on earth, your mind will be transformed. There's not as much fear. Because God is with you wherever you go. Um. Again, like I said, we've got uh, um, some resources for you guys, and uh, I take tell you to you know encourage you to take advantage of them. There's all sorts of other resources online. There's devotionals and things like that. But one of the things that I I uh, said in in that resources is there's no greater resource than than you, and so I would listen to God. He, he might use you during this time to be the only connection to somebody else who's isolated and alone. And I know sometimes it's terrifying to call people or to check up on them because you're, you're, you're being vulnerable. But I would just say this. Rekindle that gift that's in you. Don't be afraid. Be courageous. God is with you. And the word of God does not return void. Look what happens here. Joshua commanded... Um, the officers of the people saying, pass through the midst of the camp and command the people saying, prepare uh, provisions for yourselves for within three days you are to cross this Jordan. 
he says, to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. I'm going to close this in prayer, but I just wanted to say one more word of encouragement. This might be the very time when you go possess a land that God has been wanting you to possess for years. This might be the time that you possess the land of a strengthened family, of strengthened relationships, strengthened friendships. This might be a time where you possess a land of going, okay, you know what? We've got to go through all our finances and figure out how to be good stewards of what God has given us. This might be a time when uh, we're going to change our habits, our eating habits, our, our news habits, our entertainment habits. We go in to possess the land. My, my encouragement to you would be to go get it. Go possess it. Because I can't wait to see what God's going to be doing in your life and in my life and the life of our churches uh, in, the, in the next land to come. Let me pray for us and then we'll do something we do at the end of every service. Lord, this stuff is hard. We know that. We know that um, uh, this is fearful times. But God, we don't want to uh, mess this up. We don't want to miss this opportunity to look back on this time and to say, uh, you know, oh, I could have done that. I could have done that better. Or like you told Joshua, you want to be successful and, and, and take over the land? Well, take care of yourself first, and then we can worry about the people around us. So we thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, we did this last week. At, at the end of every service that I do, we uh, have everyone stand for the blessing. And so you might uh, um, be in your bathrobe, I don't know, what, whatever. Um, so I just ask you in your living room or wherever you are, if you're driving, don't stand, um, but to stand for the blessing. Now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, I pray you would go in his power, in his love, and in his sound mind. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.